This is USSFCU Spotlight Podcast, presented by United States Senate Federal Credit Union, with your host, Timothy L. Anderson, featuring special guest, Senator Ron White. Now for the interview. Okay. Well, first of all, let me just say, uh, uh, good to be with you, Senator Wyden. Uh, sitting here with Senator uh, Ron Wyden from uh, Oregon, and uh, just to have a chat, and uh, want to just say, first of all, congratulations, sir. Thank you. On, um, on your recent re-election, and uh, we, we know that you're a proud credit union member. So I'll just start out there, Senator, uh, just asking you, uh, you've been a big supporter of the credit union and credit unions in general. Uh, we want to thank you for everything that you've done over the years. Can you share how you became involved with the credit union and more specifically the United States Senate Federal Credit Union? The story is really a little different. I've made a commitment to have town hall meetings in each of Oregon's 36 counties every year. Nobody's ever done it before. And at last count, I've had more than 1,025 of these sessions. They're open to all, anybody come, say their piece. And early on, I was struck that at practically every meeting in Oregon, I'd have some folks from credit unions. And what I liked so much about what they came to talk about and to ask about is they always wanted to be involved with people in their community, on Main Street, in rural areas, in underserved uh, communities. And they always wanted to be very practical and walk out with an effort to kind of you know build from here. It might have been, for example, expanding small business lending hugely important it was important before the pandemic it's even more important now and i think what's been so special about my relationship with credit unions it's been grounded in what has really been a fundamental part of public service to me you can't do this job well sitting behind that big old desk over there and guessing what people in your home state, 3,000 miles away, are thinking about. You gotta be out in the communities. You gotta be listening to farmers and ranchers and small business people and senior citizens and people who really haven't gotten a fair shake from the financial system. And that's the beauty of the credit union to me. And as far as my involvement here, it's pretty terrific to be here in the Dirksen Senate office building, go visit with people downstairs. Excellent, excellent. And, and you know, Senator, and I'm just going to follow up on that. And you mentioned small businesses. It was back in 2020 when, when you uh, supported legislation or sponsored uh, legislation right uh, uh, in, in, in the middle of COVID, where small businesses were really suffering. And uh, you supported a bill uh, to help credit unions be able to help small businesses. Tell us a little bit about that and, and, and what was your thinking behind that? My thinking, again, was kind of grounded in what I heard at home. You know, in Oregon, for example, we have a handful of big businesses, sort of when you're done talking about Intel and Nike and a few others. That covers the big business landscape. We are a state overwhelmingly of small businesses. They're the big economic you know, multiplier. They're the main street uh, businesses. They're the entrepreneurs, the risk takers, the people with fresh ideas. And I felt that if I was really gonna deliver 
for my constituents during this unprecedented time in our country's history and certainly in the economic history of our country where people in those first few months of 2020, they were sent home in effect through no fault of their own. I had to figure out ways for people who, when they were at home and thinking about ideas for small businesses and new economic opportunities, I would come through for them and that's what we did. Fantastic. So, Senator, and you mentioned the town halls uh, in, in Oregon that you'd go around and, and you'd talk to people. So I, I would surmise. I would listen to listen people. Listen to people. Yeah. Around D.C., there's an awful lot of people talking. What I like is the folks who are listening. And, you know, I think uh, around, uh, around the table over there is Greta, who's a wonderful representative of credit unions and Everybody's always practically lined up to talk to her, but she does. And what people in government don't do enough of, she's a really good listener. Fantastic. No, and thank you for, for mentioning that, Senator. Senator and, um, and you mentioned Greta, and I was going to bring Greta up. And as we were talking, you know, prior to starting, and I shared with you, when I first met you uh, over 20 years ago, when I was the manager here at the Senate uh, Heart Branch, I had left banking and came to credit unions. And it was Greta who was on my staff, uh, who introduced me to you and you would come in and we would chat about all things credit unions and talk about the economy. Um, and just just talk a little more about that experience when you walk into our heart branch and you see a Greta Brown and, and you see some of our member services uh, folk there, uh, because the whole credit union philosophy is about um, uh, people helping people. And, and what we try and do here at the United States Senate Federal Credit Union is take care of our members. So tell us a little bit about your experience. Your ethic at the credit union is about serving people. And that's in effect part of the public service ethic that Congress persons take an oath to advance. That's something that's deeply embedded in every part of our obligation. Right now we meet as we're working on the end of the year uh, session, we're going to be dealing with issues of monumental importance. We're looking, for example, what to do about the debt ceiling. Now, there's a lot of confusion about what the debt ceiling even is. The debt ceiling isn't about spending more money in the future. Mm -hmm. It's about paying your bills today. And if there's one thing that the credit union always comes back to. It's trying to help those small businesses that are figuring out how to pay the bills that have been incurred and then look for opportunities in the future. So when I come down to the credit union and I see Greta, I see others you know, been there and, and are so helpful to the folks who come on in. And you know sometimes there are people in the middle of practically a crisis, you know, they've run out of money and trying to figure out how to pay the rent, waiting for a check to come in. Uh, the folks who work in the credit union are really there with uh, everything and what they have to say and how they interact. Here's what we'll try to do and see if we can get you over the, over the challenge. Fantastic. And and so glad to hear that. And and I can tell you, Senator, we lead with our people uh, here at the Credit Union, United States Senate Federal Credit Union. Um, I, I know when I became CEO, one of the things that, uh, you know, that we look at our competitive advantage is our people. 
And to hear you say that our people take real good care of you and, and, and all of our members, I'm so glad to hear that. Senator, I want to talk a little bit about, um, and, and obviously we're, we're in this uh, environment where inflation uh, is talked about um, uh, constantly. The country is dealing with high inflation and a possible recession going into 2023. How do you see Congress and credit unions working together to help alleviate some of the financial burdens that we know that a recession can place on people? It's a very important question that actually sort of fits this sort of blinders I've been putting on as a legislator, because if you're going to deal with inflation, your job really has got to focus on lowering costs for people in their daily lives. That's what I see my job as being all about, is trying to lower their costs that they're incurring as a family. So, for example, all this fall, I talked about writing the first tough federal law to stop pharmaceutical price gouging. Now, a lot of credit union members have been upset about these prescription drug prices. Well, I didn't just talk about it. I wrote the law. And then when people said, oh, I heard that's going to take three years to go into effect or some such thing, I said, folks, it just went into effect two weeks ago, starting October 1st of this past year, um, 2022. If the pharmaceutical companies raise their prices more than inflation, they pay a penalty into Medicare. So we can hold down costs for everybody going forward. And I see that effort where I'm working to hold down the cost of prescription medicine uh, for senior citizens, and small businesses and others, very much like what credit unions do when they hold down the cost of their various financial products. I mean, we could go literally one by one through the financial products offered by the credit union. And the one kind of common theme as I look sort of over the landscape of credit union products is all of them help people save money. And that's what I'm trying to do, whether it's lowering healthcare costs, whether it's lowering energy costs. I wrote the green energy tax credits. We're gonna go into effect now. And people are gonna save on heat pumps and water heaters and all kinds of things that help them save money for their budgets. And that's what credit unions do with the focus that you always have had on more affordable financial products. Senator, I, I couldn't have said that any better. Thank you. Um, uh, absolutely. Credit unions uh, have that focus. And, and as you know, credit unions were primarily born out of the Great Depression. And there was that need for affordable financial services. And, um, and, and, and going forward, if, if I could just kind of kind of uh, stay on the theme of, uh, of the recession, um, and I know none of us have a crystal ball. Uh, the Fed has has been very aggressively um, uh, raising rates, uh, the the short term policy rates, and and clearly uh, that that strategy is to slow down in inflation. And and we believe it's working. Uh, as we did our strategic plan here at the credit union going into twenty twenty three, we we see and talking to economists that. Um, you know, the Fed's going to start um, lowering those rates again and and perhaps going into 2023, 2024. Uh, but do you think uh, even kind of slowing that policy, the rate hiking will will thrust us? And again, I know you don't have a crystal ball into a mild recession, 
uh, a deep recession. What's your view of, of where we could end up? Jerome Powell, the head of the Fed, has a very tough job because it's kind of when should the punch bowl be out? When should the punch bowl come in? How do we strike a balance between uh, jobs and inflation? It's a very challenging kind of teeter-totter and you want to keep things as balanced as you can. I believe that the Inflation Reduction Act, the bill that we passed uh, here uh, end of the summer, is going to start paying benefits early next year. I already mentioned, for example, the fact that a key provision I wrote to stop price gouging with respect to pharmaceuticals just went into effect a few weeks ago, a few weeks from uh, the time when uh, we had a chance to kind of sit down like this and talk about the future. So I think we will uh, see things uh, pick up uh, next year. Now, there, there are other pieces to the puzzle. I mean, we have to deal with these supply side you know, challenges, which is really a legacy of, um, of COVID. Uh, I think some of the investments we're making in semiconductors, for example, I mean, you know, chips, we use them for every single thing we do are a way to grow the economy in a way that's also going to help us hold down costs and benefit all. Fantastic. No, thank you so so much for that, Senator. Um, if I could just just talk a little bit about um, uh, uh, the 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 CL uh, the CLF, Chairman Harper uh, of the NCUA, uh, our regulatory body, uh, he recently asked Congress to take action to make permanent uh, the statutory uh, enhancement to the NCUA CL CLF, uh, which is set to expire this year. How do you think the credit union systems, specifically smaller minority types of credit unions, will be impacted if uh, that's not made permanent? Uh, we're talking about the Central Liquidity Fund. That's that, correct. Is that right? Central Liquidity and, Fund. Uh, I think it's hugely important to the stability of credit unions and particularly it's kind of frontline service. It's helping the smaller credit unions and helping the credit unions in rural areas. Now, the Senate, you know, most of the representation in the United States Senate, in other words, we have cities that are, you know, very densely populated, but most of the terrain is in rural uh, areas. And so I spend a lot of time trying to make sure that we make choices, whether it's in healthcare and infrastructure and housing and um, small business, that are going to give those uh, opportunities that uh, the funds from the liquidity fund are going to make uh, uh, possible. It has the primary focus of helping smaller credit unions. In my state, as I mentioned, you know, after you've covered three, four big businesses, that's the ball game. It's all small individuals. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. No, thank you so much for that. Um, the uh, thing that I really want wanted to uh, uh, give you an opportunity center, and this has just been great, just just sitting here and listening uh, to how much you 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 support credit unions, um, and just to have you kind of chat about that. So recently, credit unions have been uh, consolidating, uh, a lot of mergers. Uh, uh, and, and consolidations. I remember when I started with Credit Union World uh, 20, uh, 20 some years ago, you know, we had, uh, I think it was about 8,000 uh, credit unions. And now uh, we, we have under, just, just under, I believe, 5,000. Uh, but the credit union system is stronger. Uh, what's your view uh, of, of, of consolidations and mergers? Uh, credit unions now, 
um, have over $2 trillion in assets, um, uh, well over a hundred and some uh, million members, um, a third of the, of, of the country uh, population. Uh, what's your thought about the, the mergers and in, 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 if you have one, just kind of wanted to get, get your thought on that. I think you have to look, you know, sector by sector with respect to mergers. I mean, just this last weekend, we had a big explosion over ticket, you know, master. I've been more concerned about food prices mm -hmm. because that, again, for your members of small businesses and the individuals have been front and center. I think we ought to dust off the antitrust laws and look at, uh, uh, these um, mergers and as it, as it applies to uh, credit unions, you know, specifically, uh, certainly we have to do vigorous oversight to make sure that the interests of the uh, small credit unions are uh, supported. But you look, for example, at the CDFI effort that the Treasury mm -hmm. has made and been working on with credit unions that has made it possible to support investments in Oregon communities like St. Helens, you know, in Columbia County. Excellent. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things with, with, with the merger, Senator, um, is that the credit union system is even stronger. Uh, and uh, but I think you hit on something that that is so important to all of us as credit union uh, folk. And that is just making sure those small credit unions, because you have the the, the billion dollar plus credit unions and uh, there and United States Senate Federal Credit Union is probably one of them uh, where we're over a billion in assets. But they're only uh, just under 430 of them where the lion's share of the credit unions are the smaller credit unions. And so I appreciate your, 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 your take it's on that. It's so important to draw this link between the bigger um, institutions and the more densely populated uh, communities and the smaller communities and, uh, and, the, and the rural areas. You look, for example, at our state, you know, something like one out of three jobs revolves around international trade. The trade jobs often pay better than do the non-trade uh, jobs, but they ripple all the way through the communities. For example, you'll have credit unions in small rural communities that are particularly interested in exporting wheat. There's a huge market for Oregon wheat, you know, around the, around the world. Well, that's grown in rural areas. It's shipped through more metropolitan um, areas, a variety of different uh, uh, ports uh, ship our, our ag, uh, ag products. And your point with respect to, you know, big credit unions and the trend uh, of service with respect to the densely populated areas but understanding the link to the small communities and uh, how the two, in effect, uh, uh, complement each other is key. Fantastic, you know, Senator. I love uh, love the fact that you 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 continually go back to the small businesses and the things that you're doing in Oregon, and and that's just such a focus of, of credit unions, uh, our small businesses. Just this past week, I know we we put out information about going out and supporting your small businesses. And uh, you, you seem to have done a lot of work, I know, right with the uh, legislation, right during COVID, of helping uh, credit unions and, and encouraging credit unions through uh, legislation to get out there and help those small businesses. So I really appreciate your... It, it also affects kind of your choices that you make around here. I've been very concerned about these stock buybacks, mm -hmm. you know, for, for example. Well, the stock buybacks enrich a handful well-to-do board members and investors and the like, but if you really want the economic multiplier to kick in for communities, what you'll do rather than 
make the incentives for uh, stock buybacks for a small number of wealthy uh, investors. You'll make the incentives for the kinds of things we're talking about, you know, extra help in terms of lifting lending limits and the community development in institutions. That, in my view, is how you give everybody in America uh, an opportunity to get ahead. I've been guessing that you're probably close to, to wrapping up, but that to me, if I were to kind of symbolize one sort of concept for everybody who's following this discussion, is that America is at its best when it gives everybody in the country the chance to get ahead. And I very much want people to be successful. That's part of the American dream. That's really what we're all about. And it's wonderful that you can be successful and have all these wonderful um, opportunities as, as a result. We just want everybody to have an opportunity to be, uh, be successful. And it seems to me that when we think about the table, we've just had Thanksgiving mm -hmm. uh, here a couple of couple of days ago. We want everybody at the table. We want everybody to prosper, and that's what credit unions do, in uh, in in my view. And uh, I salute you all in the credit union movement. I remember when I first came in public service, we only had a few credit unions in Oregon. Now practically we fill a basketball arena or Moda Center or something like that because wow. we've got so many people in the credit union movement and more power to you all and uh, God bless and I'll look forward to working with you in the days ahead. Well, fantastic, Senator. And we are wrapping up and thank you so much for that. And thank you for this opportunity to sit down and chat with you. Uh, just just listening to uh, your passion uh, for uh, for everybody, you know, if everybody can be at the table and then uh, that aligns with credit unions, people helping people. We believe in that. So I appreciate all your good work, Senator. Let's do it again. Let, let's do it again. Okay. And thank you so much for thank sitting you. down with us. Thank you. Thank you, sir.